In this episode, we're going to talk about what your leadership philosophy is, why you should have one, and how to create it. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you about leadership philosophies and your own philosophy or your methodology. And the reason why I thought about this topic is because, as you might know, I'm about to release my first book. It's called The Confident and Competent New Manager, How to Quickly Rise to Success in Your First Leadership Role. We're planning um, a release date of mid-May. I will announce the official date to you soon uh, because we will also be having some special bonuses that we'll be giving out during that initial 24 or 48 hours, all the details will follow. If you want to make sure to be on the VIP list for the book release and get all the details on those bonuses and how to get your hands on a copy, especially the ebook that will be sold initially for 99 cents, a no-brainer in that case, then check out the show notes. I will drop the link in there on how to sign up for the VIP list and get your hands on these special bonuses. But the reason why I bring this up is because in the book, I will talk about my method of leadership development, my approach and my strategy to help leaders get better in what they're doing and my unique method in how I help new managers set themselves up for success and how I help more advanced leaders as well get better at what they're doing. And the method that I use is called the APS method. And I've talked about it here on the podcast as well. If you want to learn all the details about the APS method, then I will drop the link to that specific episode in the show notes. But to keep it really brief, A stands for awareness, P stands for principles, and S stands for system. And what we're doing is we're creating awareness about ourselves and our teams. We're developing very personal and guiding leadership principles. And we're creating a leadership system that comprises all the practices and routines and habits that you develop as a leader in order to manage yourself and your team well. That's my unique method. And there is a philosophy in how I lead and there's a philosophy in how I run my business. There's a philosophy in how I develop other leaders and support my clients. And it takes some time to develop a philosophy. It takes time and a thoughtful approach to creating a method. And while you may think, of course, you know, that applies to you, Ramona, because you're a coach and you have a method that you use, or you're writing a book and you want to be concise and clear in your message, but you may think that it doesn't apply to you. Actually, I completely disagree. I think that no matter what you do, the field you're in, the industry you're in, you're doing your job 
in a unique way. You have a strategy or a method. You have values. You have principles that make up how you do your job. And if you were to leave that job and the company would hire a replacement, that next person will maybe initially learn from you or from your peers and your boss, but then they will quickly develop their own method. They will do it the way that they prefer to do it. And the further up that you go in your career and the more senior you get and the more and the bigger the responsibilities are that you hold, the more important it will be for you to articulate your own philosophy in terms of leadership as well as you your own method to the work that you do. Let's say, for example, you're leading a sales team. What is your method to keep your sales team on target, motivated, engaged, um, provide great services? And what values do you instill in the team? How do you manage the sales process? What's your approach? What do you stand for when it comes to developing sales methodology or even tactics? What do you like and what you don't like? And what specific insights and value add can you bring to an organization that is unique because of what you've learned so far in your career? And and what is that specific and unique value add that only you can bring to the table? Earlier on in your career, this is less important, but the further up that you go and the higher you climb, developing your own philosophy and getting clear on your method and being able to articulate it in a compelling way will be really important, not just to get your team on the same page and create alignment, but also if you're ever looking to a new job or you're managing up or you're talking to potential sponsors and you want to showcase the value that you bring to the table and to the organization, then those are all the moments where having a method in mind will be incredibly helpful. So I wanted to bring this to the podcast here because I think oftentimes we don't think about developing a method enough. So I encourage you to take a step back after listening to this and to ask yourself, yeah, in my job, what is unique about me? What do I do differently than someone else might do? What are the values, the frameworks, the principles that I stand for that are unique to how I do this job? And what is the method that I can develop? And you might just be early on, you might have a few key ideas, jot them down and then Plant those seeds in your mind to want to keep evolving your method over time. Let's take another example. If you are an engineer and you're managing an engineering team, you might have a specific approach that you stand for and love. For example, you might love using the Scrum method for managing your project. And so if you were in a hiring process and someone were to ask you how you go about work, You could talk about wanting to introduce the Scrum method and how that could benefit the engineering team and how that could benefit the organization overall. That is one framework that makes up your method. Now, when we talk about your leadership philosophy, that also boils down to what are the core values that you instill, that you want to demonstrate, that you want to cultivate on your teams. It could be collaboration. It could be uh, inclusion. It could be transparency. What I encourage you to think about is identifying your key values that will represent and describe how you act and who you are as a leader. Then also think about key principles. For example, a key principle that you would want to demonstrate but also want to encourage on the team 
might be clarity is kind, meaning that the more clear you can be and transparent you can be on expectations, on performance, on goals, the more kind you will be to other people. And that is a guiding principle that every time you worry about hurting someone's feelings or you worry about someone getting upset or disliking you, for you to say something and be clear in your communication, then you have to remind yourself, no, actually me being clear here and transparent is the kind thing to do. That could be a leadership principle. There are In my work with clients, this is something I very much focus on for people to identify what are the principles that make up their leadership philosophy. Now, the last component here that I would encourage you to think about is your specific practices. Most leaders are pretty good with doing one-on-one meetings, as an example. Holding regular one-on-one meetings is part of your leadership system. It's part of what makes up your leadership philosophy because you probably value, connection, and alignment. Another thing that you could be doing that would then fall into your method or into your leadership philosophy could be that you have stay interviews, that you have entry interviews, that every person who joins your team is undergoing some kind of behavioral assessment. You might be communicating a document that shares more about your preferred communication style And you will take note about other people's communication styles and you're asking very clear questions in order to more effectively work with each other. Uh, All the things that you do that help you lead well and are repeatable and replicable, as well as your values and your key leadership principles, that makes up your leadership philosophy. And that's very similar to the method going back to your technical expertise, like the scrum method, which may be part of your unique methodology that you will use to create value in the organization as an expert leader, the same needs to hold true for you to think about how you're going to add value and what makes you unique as a people leader. So with that in mind, I'm going to bring it back to the book. In the book that uh, will come out in May, I talk about the APS method, like I said in the very beginning. Awareness, leadership principles, as well as the leadership system. That is my method of leadership development. That is what I find to be most critical in creating the best sustainable results for my clients is if we make progress in these three categories. And in the book, I talk more about what that includes and how you could implement that, whether you work with me or not. And being able to articulate a method clearly will help others understand what you're going for, how you're going to add value and who you are. And again, this is not just for me as the coach. This also applies to you as an expert leader in a people leader. Think about your values and your principles and how that's creating your overarching leadership philosophy. With that in mind, you'll be able to clearly articulate who you are as a leader, what you expect, you'll create alignment, you'll make it easier for other people to understand you and to interpret your communication and your expectations on them because you are able to clearly articulate your philosophy. It will be easier for you to lead that way. You'll probably be a lot more consistent, even when it's uncomfortable because you're following clear principles And gosh, it makes it so much easier for everyone else around you because you are now a lot more predictable and consistent and reliable as well as dependable 
in your approach and your communication. I hope you found this helpful. My goal is to plant a seed for you to start thinking about it. It's very unlikely that you already know your philosophy or that you could just sit down and shot it down within 20 minutes or half an hour. Instead, what I'm hoping is that this sparked an idea and you might be prompted to open up your notebook and a blank sheet of paper and you start to write down your initial thoughts and then that will keep evolving over time. That is my hope for you. Again, check out the links in the show notes to dive deeper into some of the topics that we just talked about here. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week in another episode of the Manager Track podcast. Bye for now. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.